Alabama swipes Southern Miss's defensive coordinator, and South Alabama gives the Raging Cajuns all they can handle. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Uh, we got a good one for you today. Gerard Clark from Coastal Carolina hopped on the radio show last week. We will talk to him about his career at Coastal and playing in the Senior Bowl here in Mobile. Uh, quite the day for uh, Sunbelt Hoops on Saturday. South Alabama almost pulled off the huge upset without center Kevin Samuel. And how about ULM? getting their fourth win in the Sun Belt already. They haven't won more than five in the last three seasons. Uh, but first, the big news that came out on, I guess it was Saturday, but before that on Friday, about an hour before my radio show, and I guess before that, let's, uh, let's tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, well, that saved me a whole lot of editing. Uh, anyway, uh, so the news came out about 2 p.m. Central Time. Pete Golding from Alabama was moving on to Ole Miss, and it has been announced since by Ole Miss, that Pete Golding is taking the defensive coordinator's position at Ole Miss. So that leaves an opening for Alabama. It came out either late Friday night or early Saturday morning that – uh, Austin Armstrong was going to be the new defensive coordinator at Alabama. Now that hasn't been confirmed yet as it kind of got, I don't know if it was backtracked or cleared up or whatever the case may be, but it appears Austin Armstrong, the defensive coordinator from Southern Miss will be joining Alabama staff. If he is going to be the defensive coordinator that remains to be seen um, a couple of years ago when Will Hall at Southern Miss hired Austin Armstrong uh, made history as college football's youngest defensive coordinator in the FBS. All right. So uh, stats wise, they did uh, do well. There was a, a big time improvement. Southern Miss, according to football scoop, Southern Miss saw its first defense under Armstrong in 2021 rank among, among the most improved units in college football. The Eagles stop unit. Climbed 18 spots from 60th to 42 in total defense. The group was top 10 in FBS and first downs allowed. Red zone defense ranking second and sixth, respectively. In 2022, past season saw Southern Miss continue its defensive renaissance, as Football Scoop says. Under Armstrong, the Golden Eagles jumped into the top six in the Sunbelt Conference and scoring average 23.5 points per game, a mark good enough for 45th nationally. All right, for context, uh, USM ranked 86th in 2020 in scoring defense when it allowed an average of more than 32 points a game. Armstrong took off almost five points in 2021 when the Golden Eagles allowed less than 28 and then nearly another five this past season. So that is a big deal because in the in the Sun Belt, teams tend to score a lot of points, right? It is generally, you know, it is called the Fun Belt for a reason. And so James Madison is scoring a, a conference leading 37 points a game. App State, 35 points a game. Georgia Southern, 32 and a half points a game. South Alabama, 31 points a game. And Georgia State, 30 points a game. And even Coastal, who may have been down a little, a little bit down uh, this year, 29 points a game. So you have six teams scoring almost 30 or more points per game. 
So when you're only giving up 23 and a half points a game, that's pretty good. And Southern Miss got some, you know, they got some big time wins uh, this year. Like they beat Tulane, right? That's a nice win for a Southern Miss. They did have some, and we have certainly uh, talked about some of their crazy ball games uh, going back and forth and Hail Marys. Uh, even against Rice in the bowl game, uh, they went back and forth. Uh, but they never, yeah, they uh, they did a good job. Let's see here. Even against Monroe, right? They had a tough time against Monroe, but they only gave up 10 points. They beat Monroe uh, 20 to 10. They did, did give up a bunch of points to, I mean, they were ahead. I think they were ahead 17 to 7 against the Jaguars. And then, well, maybe it was 17 to 10. And then the Jaguars scored a couple of touchdowns in the second half. Uh, they did go back and forth with Coastal. They took a beating to Georgia State. Maybe they got a little bit cocky. I think that's what happened. Uh, you know, they had a back-to-back big plays against Arkansas State. Or maybe that's when they needed. In fact, that's when they needed the two-touchdown rally to beat Arkansas State 20-19. But because the defense had only given up 19 points, the offense could rally. They had back-to-back bombs, uh, one for Texas State, one for Southern Miss in that ballgame, 20-14. to And then they beat the Cajuns, which was a crazy game, in Southern Miss's first play of the game offensively was an interception and uh but they beat the Cajuns 39 24 and then they got lit up by Georgia State losing at Coastal even to the backup is one thing uh they did lose a disappointing game I'm sure to them to South Alabama but South Alabama was pretty good they bounced back to beat Monroe and they bounced back to beat Rice uh, and they end up with a winning record so they had a good season uh they did promote by the way Thought I saw that uh, Southern Miss defensive coordinator. They they did promote the the safeties coach uh, was promoted. Southern Miss elevates assistant to defensive coordinator. uh, Reported by the Sun Herald. You got to pay for that, unfortunately. Let's see what we happen here. All right, but. That's what they did. They, they, they did the safeties coach. Let's see if we can figure that out here in a second. Uh, but uh, the big thing is that Austin Armstrong is gone, and they and uh, Alabama took him. That's how much, you know, that's how much uh, Austin Armstrong is looked upon when Nick Saban is looking uh, at hiring you. So that's pretty good to tell you what Will Hall had in Armstrong. I think Dan O'Brien is uh, the safeties coach. Uh, and he was pr- uh, promoted to defensive coordinator. So he came in at the same time as Will Hall did for the 2021 uh, season. Uh, it should also be mentioned, uh, Ty Keys, while we're talking uh, Southern Miss, uh, the uh, big-time quarterback prospect, he, in the transfer portal, is looking at Syracuse, whatever that means. All right. We'll see if that's something uh, that he wants to go to. That would be quite the uh, culture shock, going going from uh, Mississippi to uh, central New York. So that would be a little, a little, a little bit different. All right. Uh, but if you're visiting central New York in January and you liked it and you had a good time, uh, it's only going to get better. So, uh, that'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Ty Keys did have a visit, 
with the Syracuse Orange. So the big news is that Austin Armstrong, Southern Miss defensive coordinator, now to Alabama. We'll wait and see what Alabama does to name him, if he's going to be the defensive coordinator or they're going to get a, a bigger name. People were putting Jeremy Pruitt out there, uh, among others. And we'll see if he wants to come back, but he's got that whole Tennessee NCAA investigation hanging over his head where his wife was involved and his babysitter was involved. Like they're going to get show causes uh, from that mess. So we'll see uh, what Alabama does. Uh, Meanwhile, Southern Miss does promote Dan O'Brien as their new defensive uh, coordinator. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. The South Alabama Jaguars gave everything they had to uh, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns and almost pulled off an improbable upset. And ULM does pull off the upset, beating Texas State. But first, let me tell you about LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people you have, who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's talk some college basketball. Uh, you're watching and listening to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. And I'll be honest with you, I did not think it was going to be much of a basketball game when the South Alabama Jaguars were hosting the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, Raging Cajuns preseason number one uh, in, the, in the conference, I should say. And South Alabama's just been struggling. Uh, Cajuns lost their first two games out uh, east, if you will, the Coastal and Old Dominion, but they've won four in a row since. Although talking to a couple of their coaches, they didn't think they had been playing uh, that well. And they should have taken down ULM uh, with much more ease. But then you get word that Mr. Double Double himself, uh, block shot extraordinaire Kevin Samuel, isn't going to be playing for the Jaguars. And you're thinking, Louisiana's minus one and a half. This is going to be a blowout. Uh, I thought it was going to be a blowout beforehand, to be honest with you. And it was anything but. South Alabama uh, certainly had their chances. And I'm not saying uh, should have won the basketball game by any means, but they certainly could have won. Uh, the basketball game. South Alabama had a double-digit lead. Uh, they were up uh, by seven at half. And Louisiana came storming back, like at one point in time, to begin the second half, like an 18-6 to six, uh, run. And Jaguars just kept on coming back. They kept on coming back. So, oddly enough, they were ahead early on, but it wasn't any threes. Like, they had only hit one three. And then the threes started uh, to fall. Uh, even Marshall Carey, that was the one three. He hit one. Owen White hit a couple, I thought, both in the second half. Judah Brown had four. Uh, J- uh, Jamar Franklin hit a pair. I mean, they went nine for 20 from three. Usually you go nine for 20 from three, you're going to win some basketball games. The problem is they went one for five from the free throw line. Didn't shoot a free throw in the second half. 
And Isaiah Moore, their leading scorer, 21 points on 10 to 15 shooting from the floor. Uh, he went one for five from uh, the free throw line. Uh, but they gave, and the big news here is again, Marshall Keering in for Kevin Samuel. So Kevin Samuel doesn't play after he saves the game on uh, Thursday night against James Madison with some blocks, including the one at the buzzer. Uh, Marshall Kieran career high, 15 points. He had seven uh, block. He had seven rebounds. He had two block shots, uh, played 32 minutes and played extremely well. Again, Owen White had a big three-pointer that tied the ball game up. Turbo Jones played well. Greg Parham, the second, has to get going. He's the one that I don't think he's hit more than two threes in a game or more than one three in a game since the Spring Hill game. So now we're looking at at least three weeks. Um but this game was, it was there for the taking. So let's uh, fast forward to the end of the game where the Cajuns are down two and they fool with uh, probably about 15 seconds left. They forced a turnover in the corner. Should have probably been travel, but they forced a turnover. And instead of slowing it down and maybe setting something up, Owen White uh, did a little jumper inside the free throw line, missed it. Went for the rebound, and he did. This is one of those calls that the refs got right and went back and looked at it. He pushed, I guess, Lewis of uh, the Cajuns in the back. Lewis proceeds to miss both free throws. Unfortunately for South Alabama, Greg Williams came away with the rebound. He hit one of two free throws. Now, here's where it got a little confusing. It's a three-point ball game at this point in time. It is 79-76. The scoreboard hadn't changed. Judah Brown's got the ball with about five and a half seconds left to go. If he is confused about what the score is and looks up at the scoreboard and sees a two-point game and then gets into the lane and hits a shot, but well after the buzzer, well, that explains why he went for two instead of for three. Uh, you know, maybe he pulls up and makes a three. I don't know. But as soon as he went past the three-point line, the Cajuns just let him go. Didn't even bother defending him. Uh, the shot was well after the buzzer anyways. It would have made it a one-point game. But nonetheless, uh, the Cajuns do hang on and defeat South Alabama 79-76. Unfortunately for South Alabama, that's probably the best game that they played. Uh, that's probably the best game that they've played uh, this season uh, in a loss. Uh, and we'll see if, you know, when Kevin Samuel will come back, can you get 15 to 20 minutes of Owen White, so or of uh, Marshall Kearing, excuse me, so Kevin Samuel doesn't have to play 34, 35 minutes and be exhausted. If he can play 25 to 30 minutes, maybe 32 and maybe get two big guys on the court at the same time, uh, you'd be in good shape. But to see what Javar Frank, uh, Jamar Franklin did and Judah Brown did uh, and Owen White did, if they can do that a little bit more consistent, they would be in a better uh, shape uh, uh, moving forward. So we shall see. So uh, uh, South Alabama drops to 8-10, and 2-4 and four in uh, the conference. They're on the road. They go to uh, Southern Miss and then Coastal Carolina. Uh, Southern, uh, they are, I should say, the uh, uh, Jaguars dropped to 8-10 and 10 overall. Cajuns 14-4 and four overall. They're on top of the conference all of a sudden, 4-2. and two. More than a handful of teams are 4-2 and two in uh, the conference. Southern Miss 4-2, Marshall 4-2, Cajuns 4-2, Troy 4-2, Georgia Southern 4-2, Monroe 4-2. and uh, two. Uh, Going back to the scoreboard, on Saturday, huge win for ULM at home against Texas State, right? We're wondering if ULM is for real. Uh, they had started out 2-0 uh, and, and then 3-1. and one. They lost to the Cajuns. 
But then they beat Texas State, and having watched Texas State, they are a tough team. All right? They are very tough defensively. They are methodical offensively. The thing is, as we mentioned, there's not a lot of room for error. And so, you know, if you don't make a play or two and the other team does make a play or two, uh, that's what happens. And it's 61-58 Monroe uh, beats uh, Texas State. Uh, Texas State was looking for their fourth straight win and could not uh, come up with it. Blackman for Monroe with 24 uh, points. Jamari Blackman, 24 points for uh, Monroe, one of three players in double figures. Uh, Harrell for Texas State, he had 17. Mason Harrell, uh, the little 5'9", 145-pound uh, annoying point guard, but usually effective, although only 5 of 17. But he led the Bobcats with uh, 17 points. Uh, the other big ball game, well, let's see here. Southern Miss, that was a very big ball game. They're expected to beat uh, Arkansas State 74-57. Uh, but Marshall, in a sold-out uh, arena, beats Old Dominion 73-65. All of a sudden, Marshall 15-4, and 4-2 in the Sun Belt. Old Dominion drops to 10-8, and 2-4 and four in uh, the Sun Belt. Someone told me on Saturday they think that Marshall may be the best team in uh, the conference. Uh, James Madison bounces back after uh, losing to the Jaguars. They beat Georgia Southern 83-71. James Madison 12-7, and seven, uh, and they go to 3-3 three and three in the Sun Belt. Georgia Southern 11-8, and 4-2 and two in the Sun Belt. Uh, App State with a big win over Troy. Troy had been hot. They may have been winners of five in a row, but they lose. App State 10-9, 3-3 three and three in the Sun Belt. Troy 12-7, 4-2 in the Sun Belt. That's at Bo Lovely Boone, North Carolina. That's the official name. It's just tough to win on the road at any level of college basketball. And Georgia State with a route. Uh, they handle Coastal Carolina 100 to 66. Georgia State improves to two and four in the Sun Belt, nine and nine overall. Coastal Carolina drops to eight, nine, two and four in uh, the Sun Belt. All right, let's take a timeout. We will come back and I'm going to play the uh, Gerard Clark, Gerard, Jared, Gerard, Gerard Clark. Uh, interview uh, from uh, Coastal Carolina. He came on uh, the radio show uh, on uh, Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP, the Senior Bowl show, uh, to talk about his career and coming to play in uh, the Senior Bowl. All right. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup, we've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's uh, let's hear what Gerard, uh, uh, Gerard Clark, Gerard, Jared, <laughs> this is going to be interesting, uh, uh, Gerard Clark had to say about playing Coastal Carolina. He decided not to go play for my Syracuse Orange in Central New York. How dare he want to play near the sand versus the snow? Oh, please. Uh, and what it means to him to be playing in uh, the Senior Bowl. Uh, let's hear from Coastal Carolina defensive tackle Gerard Clark. I uh, didn't know this when we set this up, uh, Bronner, but odd deal. We got... Uh... Two Brighton High School guests back-to-back, -back, one from Michigan and one from Massachusetts. He's Jared Clark from Dorchester, Massachusetts, and a, a Coastal Carolina a grad. 
and he's a smart one. We're going to have to, you know, try to up our game, Mr. Over 3.5 GPA. Defensive lineman, nose tackle, uh, is coming to uh, the Senior Bowl, 6'4", 340. Jared Dave Schultz, thanks for hopping on, and congratulations. Thank you, man. appreciate you guys for having me. No, I appreciate your time. All right, how did you find out you were coming to the Senior Bowl? Um, to be honest, I was, I was sitting down uh, watching TikTok, and then I had got a call from my agent, and he was like, hey, are you sitting down? You know, can you handle some news? I'm thinking, okay, man, maybe maybe it's going to be some bad news. And he was like, you know, the senior boy just invited you. And he was like, I'm going I'm to send you over uh, Jim Nagy's number, and he's going to give you a call. And then the call ended. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And then literally like two minutes later, uh, Jim Nagy called me, and, you know, he was like, you know, I see you've been to uh, Alabama a few times this season. You want to come back? I'm like, I'm kind of starstruck because I'm still trying to process the fact that I even got invited. Oh. I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be honored. And then I was like, as soon as the phone hung up, I called my dad and told my parents immediately. I was like, you won't believe what just happened. And so how, how does somebody from, you know, what is it, central Massachusetts find their way down to Conway, South Carolina? Did you even know where Conway, South Carolina was before you uh, thought about <laughs> going to Coastal Carolina? <laughs> Coastal Carolina until they offered me. Right. So, where are the, what are, what were the other choices that you could have gone to school at? Um, I had offers from Fordham, uh, Syracuse, Villanova. Um, Hold on geez, a second. So long you I'm turned there. down. You turned down my orange to go to Coastal Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I went to a camp and they had offered a tight end right on the spot. So I, was, I knew I knew that like they wasn't that interested in me. Uh, all right. I mean, you know, it's only, uh, you know, it's only 65 and sunny in Conway right now compared to, uh, you know, two, <laughs> two, three feet of snow in Syracuse. So that's why you were on the uh, on the Dean's list uh, all those years at uh, at Coastal. What do you like about playing at Coastal? Because you hit Coastal right at the right time. Yeah, um, I honestly just like the the drive that everybody had. Everybody played with the the same passion to just win. You know, when you play on a team that, that who wants to win, with guys who like willing to do anything to win, it kind of makes the atmosphere fun because you know that you're going to get the best out of everybody instead of having to worry about well, maybe he just doesn't want to play today. And so hold on, so you you went from tight end to nose tackle. What was that kind of change like? Um, you know, it just kind of just like, you know, life, like real life kind of hit me, um, like depression, just dealing with stuff that I didn't really think I would have to deal with, you know, at, not at 18 years old, 18, 19 years old. And, um, you know, I just didn't know how to handle it. Mm. So I just kind of just went my life and just was kind of just juggling around and just trying to find myself. And it wasn't until, you know, I was about to, you know, give up on football that, you know, I kind of got like a second chance. And you saw you saw the turnaround at, from Coastal, you know, what Coastal went through moving up from uh, FCS. It was a little bit of a process getting to FBS. What was what was the biggest difference there uh, between when you guys started and then when uh, Jamie Chadwell uh, kind of took over and Grayson showed up? Um, it kind of goes back to like you know what I was saying. Like you just you know guys actually wanted to win. You kind of got rid of the guys who didn't want to be there. Mm. Like if they you know we. Had- Guys who are just, like, selfish, you know, Coach Chadwell didn't want them to be around the team because, you know, that stuff like that is cancerous. You know, it, it just it spreads like wildfire. And, um, you know, once we got you know rid of those, those, bad, those bad pieces, you know, we kind of just gathered more or just developed on the pieces that we did have. You know, everything just started to click, you know, little by little. And what kind of relationship did you build with Joe Moglia? Because, you know what, that's a good guy to have in your back pocket, you know, for a, 
business reference or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Coach Mosley, he he would text me every game day and ask me, you know, uh, like what do I think about the team we're playing? Like, how do I feel? Do I think you know think we'll beat them or you know am I confident in our scheme? Yeah, it's real simple conversations. Um, yeah, I know he doesn't like try to like step in too much. He kind of just lets the coaches like take over everything. But you know, he has checked in like literally every game that we played. And you asked him if Apple was a good stock to buy or not, right? Is that was that the was that your response? <laughs> no, I, haven't, I haven't got there with him. <laughs> oh, you need to come on. That's what he's there for, right? Uh, uh, and what do you think about? Uh, we're supposed to have Tim Beck on uh, my podcast, Lockdown Sunbelt, uh, tomorrow. What do you think about the new coach? Um, I think I think he has good intentions for the team, and I think you know it's going to take a while to kind of just get guys to buy into right. you know his message. Because same thing that happened with Coach Chabo, it took a while for guys to really buy into you know his message and you know his vision of what the team's supposed to look like. So I think it's it's going to be it's going to be a little a little shaky, and that's that's just my honest opinion, just being as a player who's went through that process of you know getting a new coach and getting new coaching staff and then you know, just kind of just having like a little bit of a culture change like you just you kind of got to prepare yourself and i know there's a lot of guys on the team who haven't experienced that yet and at the same time it's got to be a big help to him that Grayson mccall is coming back yeah <laughs> yeah definitely definitely can't go wrong with that right right all right so uh we got a couple more weeks before the senior bowl uh what what's your process what are you doing right now to prepare for the senior bowl um, currently, I'm, I'm training at X3 Performance in Fort Myers, um, you know, just doing all the daily training as far as, like, conditioning, you know, lifting, working on actual drills that, you know, pop up in the combine or pro day, and then, you know, just learning more technique as far as football-wise as a football player and just learning what I can can get better on. I have, uh, coming up, we got an offensive lineman who wants to see the film of who he's going against. Are you looking at some of the players that you may be going up against because it's a – Odd deal because it's not the game is nice and it's fun it's for the fans but practice is where you guys make all your money getting drafted. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm uh, I'm watching film. I'm still still peeping like who's getting invited, uh, you know, who's on what side. I'm um, still still doing my research on that. But you mean, you know, like you said, you know, it's like it's a it's a game. You know, that's that's here for us to like really market ourselves and you know boost our draft stock. So it's like I'm not. I have nothing against nobody that's out there. I'm all for, you know, everybody getting chasing their dreams. But, you know, I got to put my dream first. Right. Absolutely. It's Jared Clark, nose tackle for Coastal Carolina on uh, the Senior Bowl Show, Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP. Jared, thank you so much for uh, hopping on. Safe travels, and we'll see you here in Mobile in a couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Thank you. Want to thank Gerard Clark from Coastal Carolina for hopping on uh, Lockdown Sunbelt. Want to thank you very much for uh, tuning in and listening. Please spread the word over the podcast. Uh, this is the only, I believe, the only Sunbelt daily podcast that goes around the league. We've got baseball is only about a month away. Softball is even sooner than that. So we will be covering it all for you on Lockdown Sunbelt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been watching Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.